Hey, uh, you knew we would make it to episode number 30, right? Of the Teal Shirt Report podcast, episode show number 30, season number four. And away we go. We've been doing this thing called the Teal Shirt Report since about mid-January of 2020. And great experience for me. Man, we're listening to in, wow, as many as 37 states now. I checked the different states, and I'm amazed at all the different locations and cities uh, that have that have tuned into the podcast. My name is Scott, your host. I did uh, terrestrial radio for, my goodness, 25 years or more, 20, 25 years or more. I'm really blessed to be listened to now in as many as 37 states, plus internationally, and that's right. We got international listeners to Northern Ireland has always been one of our big spots. UK, London, Wales. Um, man, there's some there's some new spots too. Mexico is too to get. Um, but I'm really blessed to be listened to in as many as 37 states across the United States. You know, as well as the you know the international audience uh, that we do have with the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Some things we want to talk about, well, it seems like there's always good news and bad news. Um, want to talk about some of the players. Adam Gonsis. Man, this guy, I'm glad he's on our team. And, you know, players come and go. Uh, Gonsis with the Jaguars. This is a guy that... Uh, you know, he's not even from this country. And he played college football at Georgia Tech. He was from Australia. Adam Gonsis was born in 1992. That's right. When the Jaguars were born, he was one years old. So he's been around right about the same amount of time the Jaguars have. Adam Gonsis. One reason why I like to talk about him, um, he, of course, is listed, you know, on the defensive line. He's kind of a big end, defensive end for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Plays in the rotation. Adam Gonsis, in my mind, and most of the time on the field, is not a starter, but he's in that, what you call the rotation. I saw him in 2021 make a tackle against the Arizona Cardinals. One of the best tackles I've ever seen. The guy's fundamentally sound in an era when players, particularly defensive backs and, you know, maybe even linebackers at times, they'll just push a guy down. Uh, a lot of pushing and uh, not a lot of fundamentally sound tackling. Adam Gotsis, I saw him make a tackle in 2021 against the Arizona Cardinals. I said, man, that's one of the best tackles I've ever seen. Uh, here in the recent era of the NFL. We're brought to you by LakeUfallahits.com. Great internet radio where it's all good. Rock Saturdays. Uh, incidentally, we're, we're actually recording this podcast on Saturday morning, April the 22nd. The number 22 is one of my favorite numbers. Um, today is April the 22nd. This is episode number 30. Like you've all, hits.com, great internet radio where it's absolutely all good. They have rock Saturdays. They have uh, 
hits 2000s Monday through Friday nights. Bankers Hours. The guy that runs LakeUfallahits.com, he's going to have those recognizable hits during the Bankers Hours. And he's going to give you a little extra at night with hits 2000s, nighttime, Monday through Friday night. Late at night, there's going to be some deep cuts, album tracks, unique songs. And it's kind of built into a smorgasbord of variety. Recognizable hits. You got your hits 2000s and rock Saturdays on Saturday. Blakeyfallhits.com. Great internet radio where it's all good. And I personally, I, I did a little bit of work for Lakeyfallhits.com. Um, I did lay down some of the voice tracks on the, the station, Lakeyfallhits.com. And great music, great fun. And a lot of listeners, uh, you know, throughout uh, Florida, Georgia, Alabama, and surrounding areas. LakeUfallHits.com, great internet radio where it's all good and an absolute legitimate sponsor of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Speaking of legitimate sponsors, uh, I want to tell you about Saucerility and Capital. Saucerility and Capital, man, for your real estate needs. Larry Saucer, who has vast knowledge and vast experience. In land appraising, if you got a guy you're wanting to sell your home or business or property, what have you, Larry Saucer's the guy because his company, they do great land appraising. So not only can they, you know, they can list your, your home and talk to people to sell it to, but they know how to appraise the land too, to give you that little bit extra with uh, a realty company. Saucer Realty and Capital for your real estate needs here in North Florida and surrounding areas. You know, Larry sold a home recently here in uh, Jacksonville, Florida, you know, out behind NAS on the west side. Um, not too far from Clay County, near the Duval-Clay County border, back, back behind the Naval Air Station. And, you know, Larry... You know, he's doing real estate deals in Jacksonville, Gainesville, Lake City, Live Oak, and many areas in between, and a little bit south of this uh, North Florida line as well. And we're talking about saucer realty and capital. You go to our website at bigjreport.com. That's bigjreport.com. Scroll to our 24-7, 365-day-a-year North Florida weather info. In the weather information, in our weather area for North Florida, you will find the link. Click on the link to Saucer Realty and Capital, whether you want to sell your home. And I, I've talked to a number of people saying, hey, I just can't sell my home. It's in a good area, uh, great property, nice looking home. It just won't sell. You're, the, you're, you're, the, you're just the type of homeowner. That needs to contact Saucer Realty and Capital. They'll sell your home, or if you're looking to buy a home, first home, second home, starter home, um, whether it's uh, whether it's home residential, business, or commercial real estate, Saucer Realty and Capital. You'll find the link to Saucer Realty and Capital in our about halfway through our weather information, in our long weather that uh, you know updates the uh, the marine and surf information. Uh, for Northeast Florida, Southeast Georgia, you'll find 
you'll find the link for saucerility and capital. In fact, we've got weather in about two areas of the homepage, and you'll you'll now find a link on both of those weather reports for saucerility and capital. Check it out, saucerility and capital, sponsoring the bigjreport.com. And of course, the Teal Shirt Report Podcast. I was talking about Adam Gotts. Uh, glad he's on our team. Glad he's in the rotation. I know he's not a starter, but he comes in and plays, causes some havoc, makes some tackles, can push the pocket. These are the type of guys you need. Talking about players, wide receiver Calvin Ridley. How much will Calvin Ridley step up? Will he become absolutely the number one wide receiver with the Jaguars? It's possible. You know, at this juncture, I would, and he hasn't played in a while. He hasn't played, what, over a year? Longer than that, a year, year and a half? He's in good shape. He's doing some, as I understand it, some elite training. He's even had some workouts where uh, Trevor Lawrence and Calvin Ridley have played catch. He's run a few patterns, and I think Trevor likes what he sees out of his uh, new wide receiver. And the, the cool thing about the Jaguars Wide receiver Calvin Ridley can become that number one, but there's not the optimum pressure on him all the time. You got Christian Kirk, a wide receiver. Zay Jones, you got a pretty good trio of wide receivers. You got ETN coming out of the backfield, catching an occasional pass as well. You got a tight end named Evan Ingram, who has not signed his franchise tag yet. He has not been to the voluntary, quote unquote, voluntary workouts, whether that's posturing or just, well, he doesn't have to do it. Hasn't signed the franchise tag yet. I think when he signs the franchise tag, he'll go full bore with everything. And he really needs to play. At this juncture in his career and the Jaguars franchise, they've committed to, I mean, they've committed to a big raise to Evan Ingram. You know, I think I think he made what in the area of eight to nine million dollars last year with the Jaguars. I think the franchise tag is going to get him up uh, up in the eleven million dollar or greater stratosphere. So Evan Ingram's got to play for the Jaguars' sake and I believe his career. So we'll see what happens. And you know, and when you talk about when you compare why Evan Ingram would be in Jacksonville or why he would like to be somewhere else. Is it strictly the money? How big of a chip is quarterback Trevor Lawrence, who the Jaguars will have to sign to? Probably not a more than a multi-million dollar contract. I mean, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to sign a deal for many years for a lot of money. Could it rival the Mahomes contract in Kansas City? Maybe not, but Trevor's going to get a big offer when it's his turn. And that's coming in the next year or two, right? Talking about players, Adam Gotsis, I, I really love this guy. He played at Georgia Tech, originally from Australia. I don't think he played American football until he was at Georgia Tech. Um, Adam Gotsis, you know, played for uh, who was at Denver as well. So he's been around the league. Um, he's more of a big defensive end and a rotational guy. Not necessarily a starter, but he'll play a lot of football. Calvin Ridley. Does he step up? We're talking about Calvin Ridley, number zero. He's going to wear number zero. In my mind, that means you can't make any more mistakes. 
you were suspended for the league for, for gambling on NFL football, a parlay, or what have you, as I hear. Wearing number zero means you can't wear any mistakes. Um, you know that there's a guy that wears number zero in the XFL, too. I think we, you know, we all know who that is. Um, he was in the NFL on many, many teams, and now he's in the XFL, catching a lot of passes with the Seattle Sea Dragons. So Calvin Ridley will wear number zero for the Jacksonville Jaguars. GM Trent Baalke, let's talk about him. But also let's talk about Chris Claybrooks, not necessarily in the same breath, but defensive back quarterback Chris Claybrooks recently had a run-in with the law, and it's not a good situation. It looks like more of a domestic type of situation. Some vandalism, perhaps, is part of it. But everybody gets their day in court, right? However, Chris Claybrooks, this is a guy that's stuck around the Jaguars now for, what, three, four years, three years? Uh, Chris Claybrooks, I believe, returned kicks for a while for the Jaguars. He's been a backup, primarily a backup, defensive back, cornerback, but he's played a lot of football. He has. When you get into trouble, man, it's going to be it's going to be harder for a seventh round pick. I mean, he was picked in the seventh round. He stuck with a team. I believe he played college ball in Memphis. Does he remain a Jaguar man? I don't know. I, I think he's made some mistakes and he's gonna he's gonna it's gonna cost him. But we'll see as time goes on. Uh he's a player the Jags really can 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 part with. A seventh round pick. He's not really a starter. He's played some football in a, in a backup capacity and played special teams. So you get in trouble, you're a seventh round pick. The, the writing may be on the wall for you. You may be on borrowed time at this juncture. I don't want to get into everything Chris Claybrooks is accused of doing, but it's not a good look. It's not a good situation. Uh, some domestic issues and and even some vandalism and, quite frankly, some immaturity. He's a young guy. All these guys with the Jaguars are young players. Not too long out of college. But everybody gets their day in court, so I don't know how it will come out with Chris Claybrooks and you know, everybody's innocent until proven guilty, no doubt. But there's issues there, and we'll know we'll know more soon. General Manager Trent Baalke, back to back to Trent. I remember I saw him jogging last year, and I know that I know the area, one of the areas I'm always in. But I'll tell you, and we'll tell you this. That first-round draft pick needs to be an offensive lineman. Jaguars need to build the wall of Duval. <laughs> I borrowed that line from someone. Um, I do listen to some sports sports radio, not as much as I used to. You know, we're dealing with the podcast here with uh, as many as 37 states listening in. We cover the gamut of sports, the Jaguars, North Florida Entertainment, other area sports as well. But Trent Baalke, you know, he got a guy in the first round, number one overall, Trayvon Walker. We got to hope he develops. I mean, he, he looks the part. 
he may move inside a little bit more. Uh, just my opinion. I don't I don't see him dropping into coverage as much as they tried to do do with him last year. He's got to push the pocket, challenge the guards and tackles. And in fact, I've heard Coach Doug Peterson say us some similar words to that. But who's going to be number one this year? You look back at the last two drafts, the Jaguars, a no-brainer drafted Trevor Lawrence, number one overall in uh, 2021. The number one overall pick, numero uno in 2022, was not clear-cut. I will I mean, I, I will say that last year, in, uh, let's get our years right, 2022, April of 2022, I was hoping for an offensive lineman with that, even with that number one overall pick. Again, the pick was not clear cut. Um, a couple of former Jaguars, I got the feeling right before draft time, they were kind of thinking the Jags were going to grab an offensive lineman. And there were two or three guys they could have grabbed. They decided to go defensive line slash edge slash outside linebacker and Trayvon Walker, and I hope the kid develops into one heck of a player. I really do. Now, I'm watching some of this stuff. You know, even the local sports stations, some are saying, well, we need to get that safety. You know, safety out of Alabama. I got news for you. That safety out of Alabama is not going to be there at 24. I'm here, and he may go as early as 10 or 11. And the offensive lineman out of Tennessee, I'm starting to get feelings, and what I'm hearing from my sources is he may go to the Bears or he may go to the Patriots. I got a news flash for you. The Patriots, I think, are picking like 14th overall. And then the Jags at 24. Well, it's my contention that the Jaguars have drafted enough edge rushers over the years to, to think maybe we should go in a different direction. How about the offensive line to protect your most important asset, the quarterback Trevor Lawrence? I saw a mock draft over the weekend from CBS. I think they had the Jags picking a defensive lineman, and that would probably be okay. I'm, I'm okay with offensive line, defensive line. With the first pick and the second pick, uh, not two of each, but one of each, I would prefer offensive line at 24. The second pick, a defensive lineman. Third pick, then I would probably start thinking about going safety, tight end with the fourth pick, and maybe cornerback with the fifth pick. Wide receiver, you know, the top three wide receivers on the Jaguars roster pretty much set. So you're going to go wide receiver later in the draft, maybe with the sixth pick overall. What did I say? Tied in with the fourth pick overall for the Jaguars, right? Um, you know, and, you know, there will be uh, a tight end or two taken in the draft. I, you know, I'm kind of proposing a tight end for the middle rounds and maybe the later rounds also. Um, Chris Clay Brooks has been a decent player for the Jaguars, but, you know, primarily has been a backup, playing defensive back, cornerback. Um, he's played special teams. I think he's been the kickoff returner off and on. 
Chris, Chris Claybrooks, right? And he's had some, he's had a run in with the law as we, I believe, discussed earlier in the podcast. So, yeah, you're going to need to draft a cornerback and a safety somewhere in the draft. I still think the priority should be the line of scrimmage, an offensive lineman with the first pick by the Jags, which is actually 24th. The second pick, let's go defensive line. Third pick safety, fourth pick tight end, fifth pick cornerback, and then maybe take a chance on a wide receiver with the sixth pick overall. And then, you know, after that, any 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 picks left, you know, take a, take a flyer on this guy or that guy. Um, I know that Trent Baalke was quoted as saying the draft is only so deep. And I think he's talking about, you know, the picks on the board that can help your team are probably in the first three or almost four rounds. So that's got to get you thinking there that he's not really coveting the late round picks, although there may be somebody out there, and there usually always is. Somebody in the later rounds that sticks on an NFL roster and maybe becomes a real good player quickly or more than likely in time. It's coming quick, the draft. Um, This Thursday, April 27th, it's my birthday, April 27th. How about that? Um, draft is coming. I, I love the draft. I mean, I really do, man. It's uh, reality TV in its best forms. Traditionally, there's always a player that falls and falls and falls and stays in the green room a long time. That's made some players perhaps not want to go there to the draft, even though they're supposed to be a high first-round pick. Anthony Richardson from Florida. Could he be the guy this year that falls? Because I think he's a great athlete. Uh, He's got a lot of talent, got a lot of speed. In time, maybe he can develop into being a quarterback where he can complete more passes. That's the key thing that I see that he was missing at Florida. When you're an NFL quarterback, don't you have to complete passes? That's what he's going to have to prove he can do at the next level. Yeah, he's a physical specimen. He could run fast. Uh, Big, strong, fast guy playing quarterback with a strong arm. He just needs to put it all together. We'll see We'll see how quick he goes in the draft. Or could he potentially be the guy that falls uh, this Thursday, April the 27th? Because he, he's supposed to be, he's absolutely supposed to be a first-round draft pick. And most people think very high in the first round. Like top 10 for sure, right? Maybe top five or six. We'll see what happens. I always want to call them the Jacksonville Suns, but of course, as you know, they're the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. When I was a kid, they were the Suns. Um, I think they became the Expos for a year or two, the Jacksonville Expos. That was that was kind of a colossal mistake. They went back to being the Suns. The Jumbo Shrimp, they've done pretty well with their merchandising, and that's a key. A lot of good food out there, a good time at the ballpark. Um, the Jumbo Shrimp beat the Nashville Sounds. I believe it was 3-2 to two on Sunday. The Jumbo Shrimp now 10-9. and nine. The Icemen. How about the Jacksonville Icemen? They lost on Friday night to Greenville in their best-of-seven East Coast Hockey League playoff series, first-round series. They lost, of course, to Greenville. But they came back, beat Greenville in overtime 2-1. to one. 
long hockey game, overtime hockey. You can't beat that in the East Coast Hockey League. So now all of a sudden, the Icemen have tied that series one game apiece. And that's great. The sixth year of hockey in Jacksonville. This has been the best year, the best team they've put on the ice. The Icemen have had a colossal winning season. Uh, let's see, the Icemen finished, what, second place in the division? Uh, now they are absolutely in the playoffs. And let's see if, uh, you know, if I can. I was going to pull the standings up, but now they've got the playoff standings in the East Coast Hockey League standings. The Icemen, one and one in the playoffs. Uh, let's see, Florida Everblades, one and one. Greenville. Well, I got Greenville with an overtime loss. I don't know. The Icemen are one and one in the playoffs. The series essentially is tied at one apiece. So the playoffs are on. Greenville and Jacksonville tied at one game apiece. I think the final standings are down for the year. We mentioned those in previous podcasts, of course. And um, good hockey. Good hockey coming up. Let's see. Uh, it looks like the next game is going to be April 29th. Is that right? For the Iceman? Trying to pull. Okay. The Iceman game on Sunday, October 23rd. Jacksonville 2, the Greenville Swamp. What a, what a name. The Greenville Swamp Rabbits 1. Jacksonville Iceman 2, Greenville Swamp Rabbits 1. Uh, next game for the Iceman, they got a they got they got a couple of three days off now, I believe. They play on the 29th again up in Greenville, and it's a 705 dropping of the puck. Jacksonville Iceman at the Greenville Swamp Rabbits. I believe it's a best of seven, as I've been told. In the first round of the East Coast Hockey League playoffs, the Iceman play at Greenville, 705 p.m., and that's going to be on. April the 29th, that'll be Saturday, right? Saturday, April the 29th. NFL draft is this Thursday, April 27th. The NFL draft, um, as you know, will run three days. This Thursday, April 27th, the draft, and we'll get underway in the evening. It's prime time. What does it start, 8 o'clock? Is it 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock? We'll have to find that out for you. Uh, but it's prime time. I mean, I, I think it's 8 o'clock, actually. Let's see. Maybe I can find that out real quick. NFL draft. Okay. I know the, you know, the first round, you know, I got mocks and mocks and mocks up everywhere. Okay. Let me get a little info about the 2023 draft. Uh, the 20, and I knew all this already, but the 2023 NFL draft begins this Thursday, April the 27th, and will end on Saturday, April 29th. I was trying to find, you know, actually the uh, start time for the draft. Okay, I'm not seeing a start time. I know it's 8 or 9 o'clock. I think it's 8 o'clock. I'm pretty sure it's 8 o'clock. Draft time. Okay, NFL draft will be, let's see, wow, I, mean, I didn't know this before. This doesn't 
always really intrigued me where the draft is and all that. I know a lot of people it does. Um, the 2023 NFL Draft will be the 88th annual meeting of National Football League NFL franchises to select newly eligible players. The draft is scheduled to be held in the plaza outside of Union Station, Kansas City, Missouri, on April 27th through April the 29th. As you know, on April the 27th, this Thursday night, you get the first-round picks. Friday night, the 28th of April, you'll get second- and third-round picks, and then fourth through the seventh round will fall on Saturday, April the 29th. I don't see a time. I mean, I know obviously that's going to be in the central time. Uh, I'm going to say eight o'clock. I know they're going to be picking for what, three hours or so with all, you know, all 32 teams taking their first round picks. I guess most every team has a first round pick or they've traded it to someone else. It's going to be interesting. The Jaguars at number 24, as you know, we'll take a look at, uh, a couple of things of interest. Um, you know, we're going to take a look at uh, North Florida Entertainment. Take a look at some uh, concerts in the area as well for North Florida Entertainment. Some good shows coming up. Natalie Merchant on, um, what is it, April 28th in St. Augustine. Good show. I saw Natalie, saw Natalie at the Florida Theater a few years back. You know, it's been... Gosh, it's been seven, eight years. I saw Natalie Merchants at the Florida Theater here in Jacksonville, maybe nine years ago. Been been seven, eight years at least. Um, let's uh, let's pull up the uh, concerts that we've got. I know Nat. I believe Natalie Merchant is the next show coming up on the docket here uh, with the concerts. Let's see. Let's pull the shows up. Don't forget to tune in to Mad Max's show Wednesday night. Mad Max Mix.weebly.com. Wednesday night music request show, 6 o'clock until 8 o'clock Central Time, 7 o'clock until 9 o'clock Eastern Time. One of our sponsors on the uh, Teal Shirt Report podcast. We were, again, so sad to learn of the recent passing of Leonard Skinner's Gary Rossington. He passed away back on March 5th of 2023. He's been gone. What, over a month and a half now? Getting close to be two months soon. Rossington will be missed by his family, friends, and his many fans. He did live longer than most of the band members did, the original members. Uh, rest in peace, Gary Rossington. He was 71. Again, the Mad Max Mix internet radio show, Wednesday night music request show, 7 o'clock till 9 o'clock Eastern Time. That's 6 o'clock and 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time and can be accessed at www.madmaxmix.weebly.com or simply go to our website at bigjreport.com. You will find links to Mad Max's show in the Outside the Box section and in the Neighbors 2 section as well. Concerts coming up. Natalie Merchant is the next one on the docket. And again, I I don't mention every concert out there. I'm, most of the time I mention groups that I'm familiar with, shows that I would like to see or recommend. Um, got Natalie Merchant. Now, Tom Jones, I, I, I've never been one to want to go see Tom Jones. I imagine if somebody gave me a ticket to Tom Jones, I might go. I might, I might watch to see how it kind of comes off. He had a you know some, couple of hit songs. I think my grandmother 
Love Tom Jones back in the day. Love watching him. Of course, she was a Lawrence Welk fan two years and ages ago, ages ago, right? My grandmother, Virginia, also liked to watch the FBI on TV. The one with, what was it, Efren Simulus Jr.? Uh, man, that was back. That was back vintage, 1970s, when I was probably six, seven, eight years old. Going to grandmother's house uh, from time to time on the weekend. Staying with grandmother. And I enjoyed those nights. That was in Riverside, Jacksonville. Okay, concerts. Um, Natalie Merchant is next on the docket. Natalie Merchant on Friday night, uh, April the 28th of 2023 in St. Augustine, Florida at the St. Augustine Amphitheater. Expect a good show in that one on April the 28th. Uh, Tom Jones, and he's 82 years old, by the way. Tom Jones um, on Tuesday. Tuesday night, May the 9th of 2023 at 8 o'clock p.m. at the Florida Theater here in Jacksonville, Florida. Also Friday, May the 12th of 2023. This could be really, really good. Friday, May 12th, 2023 at 7 o'clock p.m. Robert Plant. How about that? Robert Plant from Led Zeppelin fame. And Allison Krauss, who's more or less a country or bluegrass musician and singer. And this is this is they are a great combination. I've watched, you know, some of their music on YouTube. Robert Plant and Allison Krauss, good combination, great singing, uh, good instrumentation of musicians and instruments. And but again, Robert Plant and Allison Krauss raising the roof tour at the St. Augustine Amphitheater. That's Friday, May 12th of 2023 at seven o'clock p.m at the St. Augustine Amphitheater in St. Augustine, Florida. I've been to that theater. I saw Steely Dan at the theater several years ago. Man, it's been a long time ago. That's probably been nine, almost ten years ago. I'm glad I had a chance to see Steely Dan with Donald Fagan, and Walter Becker was still living at the time as well, the late Walter Becker. Uh, Psychedelic Furs, remember them? Uh, Early... 80s to mid 80s, kind of techno pop band, psychedelic furs. Uh, We'll be in Jacksonville on Tuesday night, May 16th of 2023 at 8 o'clock p.m. at the Florida Theater here in Jacksonville, Florida. Tribute band. And man, if you're going to come to Jacksonville and you're going to be a tribute band of Leonard Skinner, you better be good, right? Tribute band, Freebird ATL. Um, We'll be in Jacksonville, Florida. At Underbellies, I've never been to Underbellies, but I've heard of it. That's in downtown Jacksonville. Underbellies on June 17th for Free Bird ATL. They will be at Underbellies on June 17th of 2023. Uh, Free Bird ATL uh, told Big J Report that Underbellies is located here in Jacksonville, Florida, downtown at 113 East Bay Street. Freebird ATL went on to say it'll be their first time at this venue there, according to Freebird ATL. Freebird ATL will be touring many cities across the nation. Also, how about this? This one, I might be more excited about this one than any of them. Also a very good one, Peter Frampton. On Wednesday night, June the 28th of 2023 at 7.30 p.m. at the St. Augustine, Florida Amphitheater. That's going to do it for the shows uh, this time around. So... So look at North Florida Entertainment. We will take a look. We will take a look at some semi-pro football action. Uh, hey, the Sharks. The Sharks did win their game. 
Yes, they did. The Jacksonville Sharks uh, won their football game over the weekend. I've got uh, and we got a semi-pro football report. We're going to give to you the Southern Steam was off. They're one and one from the elite the elite indoor football league. Let me see if we can. Uh, you know, we, the BigJReport.com Facebook group, man, what, what a fun group to be involved in. A lot of members. We're probably at, you know, close to 1,500 members in the group. Sharks did win their game. AAA baseball, we'll mention again. The Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp 3, the Nashville Sounds 2. Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp 3, the Nashville Sounds 2 on Sunday. That was on Sunday April the 23rd at one, what is it, 121 Financial Ballpark. Hope I got that name right. The old baseball grounds, basically, in downtown Jacksonville. And we've had some great weather in the morning. Uh, this morning, we got down to uh, 57 at the Jacksonville International Airport on Monday morning, April the 24th. Sunday morning, April the 23rd, got down to 55 at the airport, but all that's going to be ending soon. The real hot weather is going to be coming. We'll say hello to Abram. Abram Kelly, he likes to post his sports cards in our Big J Report Facebook group and does a real good job with that. I always enjoy seeing his cards in the Facebook group. Nashville Sounds at the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp, by the way, were postponed due to wet grounds on Saturday night, April the 22nd. The shrimp was nine and nine at that time in AAA baseball. Now they're ten and nine after the uh, three to two win on Sunday. So the Sounds did beat the shrimp back on Thursday night. So the shrimp have been kind of up and down, ten and nine, but a winning record right now. We got the semi-pro football report on the Facebook group. I see a picture of my. My good friend on there, David, David David Martin, plays with the Panhandle Crusaders. He was not a happy camper. His team got beat that he plays for. He kind of plays a rotational offensive guard, I believe. Let's take a look at the semi-pro football report. We're still working on it, by the way. APDFL, semi-pro football, Clarksville Chiefs 7, Atlanta Tigers 6, a final on Saturday night, April the 22nd of 2023. Uh, the Panhandle Crusaders also in action uh, with the info coming from Crusade, Crusaders player and offensive lineman David Martin. Tough loss for the Panhandle Crusaders over in the Panhandle. Walton County Chiefs 21, Panhandle Crusaders 6, a final on Saturday night, April the 22nd of 2023. Plus uh, other games across our areas in semi-pro football. Let's see some other scores. We got Elite Indoor Football League. Southern Steam 1-1 one one had the, the week off in the EIF. In the AAL, United Power 29, the Maryland Warriors 8, a final score. That, that score came to us from our good friend who plays for the United Power, uh, Jason, what's his name, Steffler. Jason Steffler, great guy. Friend of mine on Facebook. United Power 29, the Maryland Warriors 8, a final in the National Arena League, some of the scores, not all of them, but we got some. The San Antonio Gunslingers with another very close win. The San Antonio Gunslingers, 55. The Albany Empire, 53, a final on Saturday night, April the 22nd of 2023. The Jacksonville Sharks with a big win over Fayetteville. This was on the road, too, and Fayetteville had a cool-looking 
indoor field, a, a cool looking indoor rug. And I, I like the colors. Was it kind of a gray, kind of a gray color of the field? Different. Jacksonville Sharks 73, the Fayetteville Mustangs 53, Fayetteville a new team in the National Arena League. Uh, that game, the Jacksonville Sharks 73, the Fayetteville Mustangs 53, a final on Sunday, April the 23rd of 2023. If you'd like to get your semi-pro football outdoor game uh, in our results, whether it's on our you know website at bigjreport.com or on our Facebook group or you know right here on the podcast, let us know. You can write to me. Uh, Scott at BigJReport.com. That's Scott at BigJReport.com. Also want to talk to you about elegant time travel. I still need to get in touch with my good friend, D.D. McDermott. But you can contact D.D. He was putting a trip together to the Hall of Fame up in Canton, Ohio. I need to get an update on that. But now you can you can actually contact D.D. And um, the best way to contact D.D., give him a call. Or you can email him. Uh, elegant time travel and dark diamond entertainment. Let me pull up the info on DD McDermott. And uh, I know our, I know our bigjreport.com sports reporter, Alex Nunry has been out at some jumbo shrimp games. Uh, the JU dolphins have had a pretty good season in baseball. Florida Gators playing well in baseball for the most part. Um, Let's uh, take a look. I wanted to give you D.D. Uh, McDermott's uh, phone number. Yeah, if we could give you D.D.'s phone number for Elegant Time Travel and Dark Diamond Entertainment, we will absolutely do that now. Here we go. D.D. McDermott, book your trip by contacting D.D. McDermott. He's, at last report, putting a trip to the Pro Football Hall of Fame together for June. Uh, call D.D. McDermott at 904-442-3810. That phone number again, 904-442-3810, 904-442-3810. As D.D. McDermott is right here in Jacksonville, contact him, 904-442-3810. He's been working on putting a trip together to visit the Pro Football Hall of Fame, the museum. You'll get to see the busts, uh, the old films, the videos, even take a tour of the uh, – Pro Football Hall of Fame Stadium up in Canton, Ohio. It's, I think the stadium's maybe four or five blocks away from the actual Pro Football Hall of Fame and the museum there. Contact D.D. McDermott for all the details about the latest going on with that trip and perhaps other trips D.D. is putting together. Call D.D. McDermott at 904-442-3810, 904-442-3810, or email D.D. McDermott at Don, Don McDermott. That's uh, D-A-W-N-M-C-D-E-R-M-O-T-T-3-2218 at yahoo.com. Contact D.D. McDermott about his trips with Elegant Time Travel and Dark Diamond Entertainment. That's going to do it for episode show number 30. want to thank all you guys for listening in. Terry Knott, Chris Bowman. Man, always good to hear from you guys. William uh, Curtis Kears with Duval Daily. Uh, CJ Foreman, hello to you, CJ. John, uh, John Gaylor, thank you for all the info, the messages, the info. Man, he keeps me straight on the podcast and in our in our website and Facebook group too at bigjreport.com. Best way to listen to our podcast is simply go to bigjreport.com, scroll the homepage, you'll find the Teal Shirt Report podcast. The Teal Shirt Report podcast has been eloquently produced by Alex Nunry. 
and by our executive producer, JC. He's also a member of the uh, coffee club up there in that, that pocket of that uh, pocket of South Southeast Alabama. I hope the coffee club's doing well. I had some great coffee this morning. I'm still sipping on it. What are we doing? We're doing some some Duncan. What is it called? Turtle Love. I've about finished all that. That's pretty good coffee. I'm I'm drinking a combination of Folgers Black Silk, and I'm kind of a coffee aficionado. Let me tell you what this coffee is. And I'm always searching for the deals. You know, they've got some coffee on sale. If you're buying coffee at regular price, man, you're spending a lot of money. Duncan Turtle Love and Folgers Black Silk. I'm not drinking it straight. I mixed the two together with some tremendous creamer. Uh, today, my favorite coffee creamer, Southern Butter Pecan by International Delight. Great creamer. That's going to about do it. Gives you the semi-pro football report. We always try to take a look at the underworld, and I say it in a positive way, the underworld of semi-pro outdoor and arena and indoor football. A lot of stories about these leagues. Some teams come and go. Some players come and go. A lot of good guys, too. I've met a lot of great guys in semi-pro outdoor football and indoor and arena football as well. Coach Bobby Damerall of the Southern Steam, hello to you. Uh, I want to say hello to Ella Smith, who's played with the Orlando Predators in the National Arena League. He's played with the Southern Steam, the Bay Area Florida Reapers in semi-pro football. He's more of a defensive end edge guy, but, man, he'll play on the offensive line for you too. Ella Smith is now with a team called the Capital City Cyclones, and I believe they're playing in Tallahassee. Mike Riggins, my Duval brother, we got you in our thoughts and prayers. We really do. We're going to have to get you some spring rolls one of these days. Uh, Enrique Crumbs, hello to you. David Martin, Chris Bowman, uh, our good friend Chris Parker with the local North Florida band Psychic Deli, TJ Overman with the same band. want to say hello to Lehman Northway. Jerry Brown with Jaguars Let's Go. Jerry Brown, hello to you. want to say hello to everybody. Uh, tuned in, uh, David Monk Rickley, uh, Mary Lou Halub, and uh, Richard Oliver, Bobby Ide. I'm going to keep Bobby Ide in our thoughts and prayers as well. Ray Jenny, Robert Irwin, who's in our Facebook group as well, but he's he also helps Jerry Brown a good bit in Jaguars Let's Go. That's going to do it for the Teal Shirt Report podcast. This has been episode show number 30. Thank you to my producers, Alex Nunnery. And also, JC, our executive producer. Thank you for listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. I'm your host, Scott. And hey, I'm out.